0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined as always by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your week going?
1: Uh, pretty good overall. Got a lot of that stuff. Went to the movie theaters. Love that. Uh, played some good games. Watched some movies. I actually we got to hang out with with the guys. It was pretty cool. So good week. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: our our buddy had his uh, had his housewarming party. I think last week. Isn't right. He
1: right? he moved in like a couple months. Before the pandemic hit, So yeah. it was like, ah, uh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. So he,
0: was it that long, it that ago? long
1: ago? Wow, right. He, he. I, I am mean, he, sure, he was planning on having a housewarming thing in the summer or the spring when it all was going to mm-hmm. be good.
0: Man, and then the Man. world went tech. Uh,
1: so yeah, we we uh, every everyone's a, a vaccinated person. We mentioned before,
0: so we're mm-hmm. we're all uh, good to go. But but you guys were still. Like you did it in the garage, we, right? It was, still we did,
1: we did because one of our, cautious. one of our friends, um, does, uh, is vaccinated, uh, but has kids, has young kids who aren't. So he's mm-hmm. being out of an abundance of caution being just, just in sure. case to do it. And we all kind of respect that. So, um, we, while we totally could have been like, Hey, thanks for stopping by. He, he stopped by, which we hadn't seen him. In, I hadn't seen him in over a year. Um, no right, same. and and it yeah. was really really great, and it was really really cool. And he's kind of you know he's it's one of those you meet somebody halfway type thing. Step out of their comfort zone. Yeah. We step out of ours, and we all went into the garage and moved our games into the garage instead of the house, and it was fantastic. I'll tell you what was cool about it. The best was that besides imbibing too much alcohol, uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those things that like Aaron's garage is um got, got a rug on it. He's got uh, rope lights on the ceiling. It's definitely a garage. Yeah. It's not like a finished thing, but but uh, right. he got like a workbench and stuff in there. But he, you know, he had uh, Trotsky bought his um, projector, we had a projector in there. We had uh, mm-hmm, camp mm-hmm. chairs around the table, and uh, so it, it was uh, what I said was fifteen year old me's
0: cool hangout place. Like you know, oh I, sure, <laughs> it, sure, you know, it, sure. That's what I think I think when you guys were doing that, I found and posted some gifs of. Uh, garage bands. Yeah,
1: exactly. That that's what it was. You know, like when when you're a young teenager and you're like you got you got your space, right? Where all your your buddies hang mm-hmm. out. That was exactly what it was. Um
0: yeah, we did when um I've probably mentioned this before, but I'm living right now at my parents' uh small farm. They bought in 97. Yeah. So, uh for me that was just about I think it was like between sophomore and junior year of high school. So it was just on the edge for me, but like, uh, you know, the the farm—it's just five acres, so it's not a big like operation or anything like that. But it's a big yard with a lot of buildings, a lot of different barns and and things. And the building that is now a dog kennel—we've talked about my mm-hmm, parent's mm-hmm. dog business before—that building started out as a hog shed, so it was a long, narrow building with a bunch of um, hatch doors along the side. Mm-hmm. And it has all of that same stuff now, but it's all new. Like, the building's been almost completely rebuilt, and it's got, like, you know, uh, some kind of plasticky wall material that's easy to clean, and where it originally was all wood, and, like, the the doors that the pigs would go out, you'd have to lift up uh, in these slats. Just It was just, like, a big piece of wood uh, kind of thing. But uh, we've never had pigs in there. Um, but my sister, my oldest younger sister um set that all up as like a hangout place like put rugs down and put posters on the wall and hung up christmas lights and my buddies and i slept out there in hammocks more than once and uh yeah let the same same kind of idea but our garages were all being used for cars <laughs> right. right yeah the the uh that's what mine's mine's definitely like a car garage i've got some
1: workout stuff and and uh Tool things, you know, it's mm-hmm. workbench and things, but it's not really like. A,
0: yeah, because you've got a you've got a two car garage, but only one. Car, right, right, so. and, and yeah, his,
1: his was two car. Aaron's a two car too, but but he again he doesn't park in it. He just uses it for his okay. like hangout-ish place and Interesting. stores Interesting. his bike. And he, like you see, he's got a hammock in there, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So i I slept. A, I slept in the hammock, and it was good. Um,
0: so what? Uh, what movie did you guys watch? Movies? Uh, we did. He said, a projector."
1: We did. But... Uh, kind of. We watched. Um, you sound disappointed. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, one of our buddies is known for picking some very weird eclectic movies and, okay. and, and okay. they, he picked, he picked, and sometimes they're brilliant, right? Like it just, sure, sometimes sure. they work because it's, it's that place. It's high risk. high reward, Yes, that's right? right. Well said. That's exactly right. And this one was like, uh, they there did not get the reward part of it. So, um, it's like cyborg 2099 or some kind of weird YouTube thing. Hmm. Um, and it was, it, it was just, just awful. It was just, it was all awful. You know, we, we lost mm-hmm. three of our people in the middle of it because it just got boring. And then, uh, like the rest of us were on our phones when it was on. So it kind of like, it was a, it was a mood mm-hmm. killer. Uh, but we all, we, That's we okay. rallied after that, you know? Um, so we did watch a show. That was a show we watched, but not that great. Um, I we see. played a game called, uh, Black Waters, Black Waters pirate game.
0: Okay. Uh, what's what's that like?
1: I don't think I have. I hadn't either. I guess uh so our buddy Fox owns it, bought it and left oh, it with okay. Aaron, our other buddy. And he's mm-hmm. had it and uh it plays like seven or eight players or some some kind of nonsense thing. Uh we we okay. had six, I think. It's so it's weird. Uh I haven't played a game like it. Um but, you know, sometimes when games lean heavily into the story part of it instead of the actual, like, game mechanics part of things, that's what that was like. Like, the, Okay, this is a Western. No, this, this was a pirate type thing. Uh, so the, 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 the gist of the, what I mean by this is that uh, the very beginning you're handed a sheet and you have to fill out a series of Mad Libs. Remember Mad Libs where it says give a noun, a verb, a tree, a fruit stand? things like that. And then you fill in those things and that makes your character. And then you have to, and every, you have to go around the room and read your entire story to everybody.
0: Uh, Is it, is it a board game or a role playing game?
1: I think it's, well, it's in the middle. So once you describe your thing, you, you use an app and tell me
0: the, tell me the name of it. Blackwater,
1: Blackwaters, I believe. Uh, There's not a board per se. Uh, there are board pieces, uh, that track things. And, uh, so you, you play, you on the app, you play the app and it gives you like, uh, a, a narrator comes on and he starts talking about your adventure. You're going to go into as a pirate and whatever. Right. Um, and then, and then mm-hmm. you have to like, without knowing any of the rules, like there's no, it says just play. It says, pick a spot on the, on the page. Like you open up, up to book page 11 and there are five slots on there that say random things like, uh, in tavern in or uh pick up the the rope from the side of the ship or talk to the thing like you just pick it right and then and then you go from the first one once you've picked oh this is timed by the way you only have like 60 seconds everyone has to pick one one at a time um and and then Mm -hmm. you go to the first one and you read what it says to do on that thing and it will say roll you know do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And then you pick and then you look, on, you look at the back of the page and it says, okay, that means you've lost two crewmates and gained a thing. Uh, so it's kind of like a role-playing game in that way, right? Occasionally you will roll a dice. There's only one D12 um, that, you know, will say, hey, you go to fight, roll a 12. You know, oh, I did okay. Um, but there's really not a lot of choices. So we really equated the game to a... Mad Libs mixed with choose your own adventure games uh, books that they used to have out there back in the day. Sure. You're right, sure. where you you go and you read a bunch and then you have a couple choices at the end and then the choices you make by that goes to the next pages. Cuz once we once okay, we get done with our book, all I'm those look- we tells us to go because what we've done, go to page 45, now do that.
0: Yep. I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah. This game is called go- is called Forgotten, Forgotten Waters. Waters. Is it Black Waters, sorry. Forgotten. <laughs> I was I Like everything, I was like finding Lord of <laughs> a, a Game of Thrones game or like some World War Two war terrible, game. Terrible! Terrible! I'm the worst. Black, Black Waters of the. I asked in in chat our buddies Aaron and Fox. And Ch-
1: immediately Ch- said Ch- it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, Forgotten Waters. That's what it was.
0: Forgotten Waters. It looks cool. I'll put a link in the show notes. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, right. it's it's it looks okay. I mean, it's okay. Like I said, it's it, it's a little a little cartoony. It's a little cartoony. For, and I guess if you really yeah. got into it and you were like everyone wants to get in and become a pirate and say their say their lines in pirate voices mm. then it's okay. But there's like there are mechanics but there's no, no mechanics. And 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 as as okay. a frustrating like Trotsky and I for example, we we would be playing it and it's one of those uh, should I go to the inn? I don't know if that's the right thing to do because I don't know there's no clues as to what mechanics I'm supposed to be going for here, right? Nice. And, and then like, oh, your ship runs aground, and you're and you're running low on supplies. Knock your supplies down two levels, and you're like, oh crap. Um, what does that mean? If I hit zero supplies, is it bad? We don't know, mm. right? <laughs> y- you with, you think, but you don't. And then is this choice going to give us supplies or not? I don't know, right? Sure. So a- as opposed to let's say you play. That's imperial assault
0: or something. Is that you know? just? Is it just because it's really random, or is it because there's an app like hiding a lot of that information? A little of
1: both. A little of both. I yeah. See, a I little see. of both. I mean, the Lord of the Rings game h- hid a lot of information,
0: right? But sure. but you you, uh, you st- journeys of Middle
1: Earth. Yes, you Yes. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which was good, right? But you right. still kind of knew um, what what attack how combat works right like hit, hitting this sure. there's an armor number and a, whatever that might be Th- this is like don't worry about any of that you know don't, don't worry about anything don't worry about just just know that your pirate is charlie from the swashbuckling town of whatever right <laughs> um again that's, that's yeah. i'm not knocking that it's just kind of a here's the let's play a role-playing game without a, a d a gm or anything choose your own adventure I said, right. right. So choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. And bad. I did not have that great of a time about it. Cause you know, I just never felt like I knew what I was doing.
0: Mm, right? and, yeah. That's, that's not a great, show. right.
1: And, and we, uh, and like I said, we had been drinking some. So sure. when you're doing that, like everybody's doing their own thing and not really knowing, I think our buddy, Justin thankfully was, was sober and he, and he was like, Hey guys, um, you know, it, our ship is down to, like, zero, <laughs> like, hull or something like that. Maybe I'm we should all, like, pick this option scenario. that says repair the hull. And we were like, no, I want to go talk to the parrot over in the corner of that option. Right. right. So, I, I'm sure there's ways that you could, like, do things, but That's we great. were not in that right space. Nice.
0: All right, moving on from that. Did you guys, uh, did you play any video games i thought I saw there was a
1: video game and i wish zon, zon our buddy zon had posted it uh somewhere i mean i, I did not get these the name of this one it uh, zon likes to to find these odd little games he's a video game programmer himself kind of indie indie games f- fighting games and yeah and, stuff. and zon is like a really good fighting game guy in general right i like guess he's a good gamer right. in general uh so him he always comes out with these little things that you're like what the heck right that's so Kitschy or weird, and then it's they're fantastic, right? And this is I think one mm-hmm. of them. uh it, Hopefully, you can look it up in our video game chat somewhere and post it. But it was a fighting game that you don't have jump. That's one. That was the the catch there. There's no jump. Mm-hmm. It had kind okay. of hmm. eight bit, eight bit ish graphics, kind of maybe. Um, which again, it's one of those. Hey, nobody should like this game. But then when you play it, the mechanics were really simple, very fun. You just had like a, a weak, medium, and strong punch with a dodge button. It was the fourth button, and okay. and there was like there was a couple roll moves, like the fireball moves, but they weren't they weren't complicated. They didn't have a ton of different things. It was just kind of simple enough and cool enough uh, that everyone could quickly jump into this fighting game, play it, and um, as and you could get better, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I always felt like, hey, I know how to do a one two three combo. I can be better than the guy who's just jamming his buttons. Right?
0: Sure, which I yeah. think is
1: good for a fighting game. So yeah, I, I wish Makes I could. That. I wish I had more info
0: for you than that, but it was
1: fun. I would get.
0: What about? Get. Um, did you play some some actual board board games? No,
1: that was the only one. That was the only. One. Oh, Llama, we played Party Llama. Llama,
0: we I still haven't played Llama. Have they you? just added that to uh, to Board Game Arena in Alpha. And so I'm in a game of that, but I'm still not really sure what's going on. I guess it's kind of like Uno.
1: Yeah, that's what people have been calling it, Uno. Here's the thing. It's not going to work on Board Game Arena because it's not like that. It's turn-based. Well, no, that's not it at all. It's just that the best part about Llama is that we're all sitting around at the alley bar talking and drinking beers. That's really what it is. We're we're sitting around a little table... Um, with limited cards, with like two choices. You don't have a whole lot of choices. You're drinking, and then when one guy plays a card that just doesn't happen to be the choice you want to do, you call him a son of a bee, and then, you know, you you throw a card down. It's just that quick, mm. stupid interaction for things that don't really matter, and it goes so quick, right? And you could almost play Uno, and it would be the same thing.
0: Okay. The I think the fighting game you were talking about is called marcus chroma sounds good that sounds right Sound, Sounds sounds right i'm gonna leave link. i, I leave it to HH. you to
1: find the actual you know facts about the things in the world okay. <laughs> <laughs> and me to just randomly say
0: random stuff i i, I can verify the activities that you participated in <laughs> exactly uh, and i did not right write, yeah so, right.
1: so anyway llama uh, i don't know if we did mention this thing we've been playing this game called uh is it just called llamas i think it's just called llamas
0: uh Llama or llamas or something yeah. like that. It's,
1: it's a very simple concept. Everyone has, um, and I do recommend it for hanging out simple with the family at uh, Thanksgiving or anything, because anyone can play it. You have mm-hmm. uh, a deck of cards that composes of the numbers one through six and llamas. There are six of each in the entire deck, and that's all there are, okay, in the deck. Numbers okay. one through six, there are six of those, and there's six llamas. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, and uh we, you go around the table, if i I play a one, the next card that has to be played is either a one or a two.
0: okay, that's that's all it is.: okay, so it's it's climbing, but you can stay at the same. level. you can level. stay at the same level, right.
1: Now llamas okay, are it. a seven or zero. okay, so once you get to six, you can play a llama, and then and then the next card that is played is either another llama to stay at the same zero. Or a one. Does that make sense? So it starts over. over. Okay, now you have like six cards in your hand. And the goal and and how how this how the game the point of the game is is that when you can no longer play cards, either that because the deck runs out, or you decide to stop playing, or let's just say Mm -hmm. if you're really good or lucky, whatever, you run out of cards, you score what is in your hand. So if I have a two and a three, I score five points.
0: Yeah, so when you, it's your basic card game thing of when somebody goes out, everybody else adds up their score, their cards. Uh, kind
1: of. This is if somebody goes out totally with their whole hand out, that yeah. then everybody does score. But in this game, you have the option to just take the points that in your hand and go and voluntarily go out before you run out of cards, and then the game keeps going without you.
0: Oh, interesting. yeah, that's kind of
1: a neat. That's that's actually what Trotsky will say is the main point of the game is. Knowing when is the good time to go out.
0: Right? Because hmm. the goal Oh, I see. If you've got like if you've got like a couple of ones Correct. and it's gonna come around to you and you're gonna have to draw, yes. you might fold out of the game, take those two ones. It's a little bit like um uh the mechanic in six nimit where you intentionally play a card that's too low and you have to take a row but you take a row that's only worth one or two exactly. points yes. so that you can safely get out right. of the round. And,
1: and I didn't say, I said you had to play a one or a two.
0: The other option is that you could draw
1: a card. I didn't say that. You could right. draw
0: a card. If you if you can't play a card, you have to draw a
1: card. Draw a card or go out, right, and score your or hand. Or go out. Okay, right. so uh, another little small caveat, which is important, is that um, uh, you don't, you don't uh, duplicate the same number. So if I have a hand of three ones... I just score one point. I only score one of those
0: ones. Oh right, I saw, I saw that when I was skimming the
1: yeah, rules. Yeah, so so that way, if if I if I have a one 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 two two two, I'm not scoring a ton <laughs> of twos there. I'm just scoring three points total, right? Mm-hmm. And the game ends when somebody hits forty points, and then the game ends, and whoever okay, had the least yeah. amount of points wins.
0: Yeah, it's like a like a rummy.
1: Yeah, kind of. the little trick part of it, which is kind of cool and interesting, is that if by somehow you do go completely out of cards, like you play your last card down in the right sequence and you're out of cards, thus ending the round for everybody, you get to put one of your point chips from your point pile back into the center. Like you get it to discard it. Okay? Oh, I see. And those yeah, point chips like are that. in numbers of 1s, 10s, and 20s. Okay. So if let's just say I have 9 points and I go out. I put one of my point chips, which they're all singles at this point, so I just put a one point in. But if I yeah. would have had, like, let's say 11 points, that's a 10 chip and a one chip, and I go out, I get to put a 10 chip back in. And now I'm at one point.
0: Interesting. Right. It seems like a snowballing thing, but not really. Like, if you have a lucky hand, you can—it's almost like a catch It, can, it is a catch-up mechanic. mechanic, right. Like if, yes. if you had a couple unlucky hands— and then you get another lucky hand later you can maybe shed some of those yeah, points yeah absolutely
1: yeah absolutely that's interesting yeah. so so that's 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 the game that we've been playing for a while it's it is i don't know if just explaining it now made it sound complex but
0: it really truly isn't and especially no it doesn't sound like it's it's uno with a couple of different mechanics yeah. and you know there's no like i assume if you're well you're playing it in person mm-hmm. but there's no like you're supposed to yell this thing when you're at one card or that that stuff. is always. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and honestly, you don't, I mean, there is, there is a lot of underlying things like knowing how many fours have been played. You know, if if you, Mm -hmm. if you have a five and a six in your hand and you realize that five fours have already been played, uh, it's probably not going to get back around to you. Right. So drawing more cards probably isn't going to help. Um,
0: I see. You sure. know, so,
1: so there is stuff like that. Um, we were playing a couple things wrong, which one of the things earlier on we were playing that uh, there was never a time when the game would, a round would stop until people just either went out or decided they wanted to go out. Uh, so you would just keep playing, uh, which was mm-hmm. really fun, uh, but it allowed people to go out and constantly be putting their points back. So the, the game's sure. take took a lot longer.
0: Oh, so the whole game keeps taking longer, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it. like Trotsky at one point got to thirty-nine points and then came back and ended the game after a long time to play with only eleven because he successfully mm. took back another one and then played, kept playing through and kept playing, and he would draw more and keep right, playing until he right. could go out. Uh, so anyway, the party we played the party expansion pack. The party expansion pack adds a llama. That's a random llama. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention llama. Nice. You get stuck with llamas in your hand. They're worth ten points, so they're okay, they're, sure. they're bad. There's a wild llama, only one of them that gets added. It can be used as any number, but it's worth 20 points if you get stuck with it, which you should never get stuck with it, but our buddy Aaron did.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, a lot of that reminds me of a card game that I learned to play as a kid my grandparents played called Crazy 13. Okay. Um, it's uh, your basic what, what I think of as rummy kind of game, like Everybody gets a certain number of cards. I don't remember if it's five or seven. And you, on your turn, can draw and play. And if you play, you can also discard, Mm -hmm. I think is how it works. And you're playing to go out. When somebody goes out, everybody's points get added up. The numbers are worth the numbers. Face cards are worth 10. And wild cards are worth, like, 20, I think. Right something the wild cards are worth the most and you play in hands starting at two maybe starting at ace it's ace to king or two to ace whatever like you play 13 hands so i called crazy 13 and every hand that number is wild so you start out twos are wild the next game threes are wild four and so on you just play through all 13 and then whoever has the lowest score at the end wins and you know
1: i i um, like i liked those card games right, when you were a kid like the very simple ones we before had this
0: it's it's one of those like and i know we've talked about stuff like this on the podcast before Where like we're you know we're always checking out new games right, and you're yeah. like what's the what's the difficulty of learning and the whole like <laughs> i know that it's like this old antiquated idea now of a deck of cards but like to think about it now some of the things that our buddy trotsky is always looking for is he's like what's really portable what can i fit in my bag what can i put in the thing that's like the size of my wallet and i can come (laughs) out and 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 also what is a deck of cards Uh, not a deck of cards but like well a stack of cards (laughs) that um That he can do multiple things with. Yeah. Right? right. It's like, if I have these cards and I just give somebody two and this and this, you know, from Werewolf or whatever, we can also play this. Yeah. That's like, and then you can do this and do this. And I'm like, it's really, there's a a little bit of kind of irony in there of like, so much effort is going into doing something that's getting closer and closer to a deck of cards. Just a deck of
1: cards. Exactly. exactly, Because you have a
0: deck of cards and as long as... One person knows the rules well enough to teach them, or you know more ideally, everybody knows the rules already um you know there are thousands of games. just go go borrow one of those uh one of those Hoyle books from the library yeah, or, yeah. or you know oh yeah, right, just or just with Google all the different it. rules right. and the different games. I mean, just pull it up on your phone now. But well, you know, when I was, we
1: should have a lot of appreciation for that, right? Like the fact that we do play yeah. so much as adults now. These games and complexity and range of games and how freaking versatile a deck of cards is, right? It mm-hmm. really, really
0: is. You just have to you have to hold a little more knowledge in your head, right? Right. So you can you you see that when you're trying to teach people a game like euchre, right? Right. Which I explained to you the rules of Crazy 13. I learned that game when I was probably like five. <laughs> and, you know, I was playing it when my hands were too small to hold a hand of cards. Right. right? I don't know if you remember those things they made. It was like two sort of plastic coaster things with a spring oh yeah yeah i know we're talking about yeah that holds cards right
1: you can hold and it would hold yeah. the
0: cards right like you hold this little ring and then it, it holds the cards for you because my hands are too small <laughs> to uh to hold the cards which is fairly hilarious i, I, I still but, look um,
1: back at rummy as one of my favorite games as a child that really actually i would i would give that game credit for getting me interested in games in general
0: like, yeah all, you know yeah. All
1: games. that's uh that's the same for me yeah. so for sure uh that that's that's what this llama taps into is is that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and and good for it good on it it's it's a good time but that's what that's that's the long long uh, 10 minutes to talk about why i don't Mm. think it'll necessarily work in online Online. because it's part of being there it's part of being with
0: people yeah you know maybe maybe at most a a six minute kind of thing where if you're playing in real time on discord or whatever it can be right
1: I mean, like I could, I could be wrong because you're right. You you guys do play six nimit in turn based,
0: don't you? Like not online. Uh, we we have, and and almost everybody is like, "Why did we do this?" Is a huge mistake. Right. Um. Although when it's not that real time rush kind of thing, you can look at it and do some of the math because if you do enough of the math, like six nimit normal mode, you know, not hard mode rules becomes. Uh, easier to actually strategize and not just throw stuff randomly yeah you know, you know um, there are
1: some games that that are i mean this is goes without saying but the experiences matter meaning that um like six limit for example it's it's a fine game on its own but it elevates it when Fox goes, ah, oh, Dennis has got it. And everybody goes, ah, oh, Dennis, you got it. Mm-hmm. And we all, yeah, you know, yeah. razz you for that minute. And you're like, oh God, I just took 20 points, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and everyone is, you know, laughing at the same time. It, it kind of be your expense type thing. Uh, and then you get to right. do it to somebody next round. Right. That That's, that's yeah. totally different than if I'm playing any game on a board game arena in a turn-based thing. And I can be like, oh, I bet you Trotsky's upset that I took his with, guy there, with, but I never hear from Trotsky.
0: Just chat. Right? Yeah. The, the thing in Six Nimit is uh, is what Trotsky calls the no whammies. Yeah, it's like you know that's the baseball yeah. thing from Ferris Bueller, but uh, that you see in Ferris Bueller. But it's the like the cards go down and they're playing out, and it's like oh, who's gonna who's gonna get it? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh, Pete took it, <laughs> right? Uh, right.
1: Well, okay. So a week, we. What did you get to do last week? Anything?
0: We um, we did game night, uh, virtual game night yesterday. Because uh, we're recording on a Wednesday again, and um, we played a new game. I don't think it's new to the platform, but it's called Vulture Culture, which is kind of hilarious. Um, it's super simple, kind of dumb, but with a little bit of uh, strategy and sort of like like people reading. Okay. Um, So let me try to, we played this a couple times, and then Fox got on and we played with him, and it took him a couple rounds to to figure it out. So everybody has a hand of cards from 1 to 15. And then there is a deck of scoring cards ranged from minus 5 to positive 10. Okay. And and I think that the art on the cards is meerkats, meerkats, for the positive numbers. And vultures for the negatives. Okay. I think that's where the theme okay. is. You know. Such theme as there is. But. Um, every round. Uh, you. Um, uh, flip the top card of the points deck. And then everybody bids. Um, you know. Simultaneous. Like like in Sushi Go. Or, or Gloomhaven. Or any of those. Yeah. Uh, or you know. Six nimit for that matter. To, to make a more. Closer comparison. Everybody picks a card, and then when everyone's chosen, you reveal all those cards. Uh, the high card is always good, because if the point card is positive, the highest card played takes it. Okay. If the point card is negative, the lowest number takes it. Okay. So you, you always want to play high cards. So it's a trick-taking game. A little okay. bit. And then, um, and the, the, the bidding cards don't count for anything for your score. They're just what you use to bid. Okay. Um, and, and everybody has the same one to 15. Um, and the point cards you take, and I assume in real life you put them face down because in the app, uh, you see somebody take a card and then there are no visible scores. So you don't know where anybody is until the end. Okay. Um, the catch, or the twist to it, is if two people play the same number in the bidding, they're eliminated. It's like, I don't know if you ever played a game called Just One.
1: Uh, no, I don't think um,
0: so. It's a little bit, Just One is like reverse scategories. Okay. Uh, but you know scategories, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There's a letter, everybody writes down a word. If your word is the same as somebody else's, they, they cancel right. out. So if the plus 10 meerkat comes out and you and Fox and I are playing and you and Fox both play 15 on it and I play 12 the 15s will cancel out and I'll take it with 12. Okay? Does that do you follow? I do. I get that. Okay. Yes. And then and then you have this um even even less likely case where all the bids get canceled out. Um, When we were playing four players, we had that happen a couple times. So there were like two 12s and two 10s. They all canceled out. And then you just draw a second card. And now you bid on both of those cards. Okay. So it's pretty silly. Yeah. And kind of dumb. Like the tying thing is very weird. There's also a thing we didn't discover until it happened where if at the end of the game two people have the same score yeah there's a tie for score yeah. they, they're both eliminated oh, and then okay. whoever's ne- like like one time that happened i won and i was like how the heck did i win and i'm looking and i'm like chris and pat both have negative 99 how the heck did that happen and i go i go do you think there's a thing where if people's t- uh score ties they're eliminated that seems really dumb and trotsky or whoever went and checked the rules and he's like yep that's exactly what it is oh my goodness because it's alpha and i was like no maybe we found a bug that made your score negative 99 nope no it's part of the game oh my goodness
1: that that sounds terrible i can't i can't imagine playing a game that's like what happens in the case of ties oh you both lose
0: (laughs) i mean the 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 one nice thing about it is you have 15 cards and there are 15 point cards you're gonna do this bidding 15 times and it's over yeah like especially on the app where it you know you don't have to shuffle cards or anything right. it takes like 3 minutes all right sure it's very
1: fast <laughs> it does sound like a a a another semi drinking game you, you should be okay with minimal
0: kind minimal of decisions yeah it. you the, the the real only strategy of it is like looking at a looking at a situation the other thing um that it does that would be a little more difficult in person is that you can see um everyone's cards or no you see everyone's discard so i can look at the board and know who still hasn't played their 15 right. right so i look at the board and i go okay well a 9 just came out it's almost the best point card and fox and trotsky both have their 15 so and and two other people both have their 14 so I'm gonna play a thirteen and hope for the best, or I look at that board situation and know that my score is okay. I've got like seven positive or something, and I'm just gonna get rid of my one. Like I'm gonna essentially fold um so that I'm not wasting my thirteen on something somebody's gonna take with a fifteen. And does it got some <laughs> That's where the that's where the strategy comes into it, but it's really, you know, fast and, and kinda dumb. Yeah.
1: Something something to pay, play quick and easy. Anyway, that, that sounds like yeah. like we we had two of those games this weekend, so we're 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 on yeah. we're on a good good roll for that. <laughs> did you did you guys play something called Eclipse? Oh my goodness, yeah, that was a, I, we were recording a little a bit late this week, so I forgot that was
0: uh over a week ago. Oh, it, that was last Tuesday, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Eclipse. Uh, you've played, or let's see, our listeners, if, 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 there are the big games that you might see at a Gen Con or at your uncle's house or something where they have got like miniatures strung across the whole board and there's everybody has armies marching across the thing. Some people might know it as games called risk or, uh, the biggest one they're out now for Europe. Europe is a game called twilight Imperium. It's been out. Yeah, forever. I was going
0: to say, is this a, is this a twilight Imperium kind of? Yeah. Game? Yeah. Like
1: it's, it's, it's like that.
0: Terra mystica kind of
1: Terra mystica, I think is, is less, but,
0: um, there's there's fewer little bits. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, 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 but... the, the goal of a lot of these games when you play them, and if I've seen them or even gone into your game store and seen them, is to have like a lot of bits, right? Not not like little markers and things, but like have little spaceships
0: or army men. Yeah, I'm or something, looking at right. I'm looking at pictures of this game, and I don't know they're probably uh, you know ones that people have painted or something, but I see a a ton of little spaceships. Yeah, th- and
1: that's like, why you play these that's, games.
0: That's very Twilight Imperium ish or um you know like the i never really played any of those star wars uh miniatures games you guys played uh whatever those are called uh Um,
1: well yeah this 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 kind of genre of game is dudes what our buddy loving trotsky lovingly says dudes on a board you know you have Mm -hmm. things out there on the board that are cool and they're yours and you take up the space and then you move them into another space
0: and you fight yeah that's the that's for for most of us, Risk was the earliest version. of Yeah, that, which is a terrible game. No one should it, play. It is but terrible. There are many newer games that are much better that still give you that same feeling of like, okay, I'm going to move these over here, and I'm going to move these ships or these troops or whatever all together. And now I've got all my guys. That
1: you yeah. Can bring in and then, so you know, so that that's cool. military tactics, I guess we could call it that. Right. Sure. Um. Sure. And 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 I know that's that is a since I was a little kid a very big. Genre of board games, you know, and, and that's what, yeah, you know, of course, you know, chainmail and D was even founded on. Uh, but, uh, so, the, so t-
0: the earliest, uh, the earliest form of what we would call board games are those like war maps, yeah, right? You see in movies where yeah. they've got a map of the country yeah. and a, a big stick with a blank on the end and they're moving little blocks yeah. to represent troops, yeah. like that's what that was. We we call it war gaming now, but that's really what it was then. It, it's, it's actual war that they're simulating with this game. Exactly, exactly, right. Yeah. And,
1: and and those are cool. And they do that. That genre does have a tendency to be longer, like a, a history of it being longer sure. games. Right. E- even even yeah. when I was a kid, I knew that my uncles were playing in that thing, and his friends were all in the the, the dining room, and they were playing this Risk game for three over three hours. Right. And sometimes they would mm-hmm. take a Saturday and play. It and I thought that was crazy. Right. But that's that's just what how right. these work. Uh, Twilight Imperium is probably the biggest one nowadays. It is a space typed one, very fun, the, very cool. Yeah, the biggest very long.
0: like, because because we're talking about the self contained like buy one box and the whole game is in a box. Yes. Th- yes, there's there's overlap in like style and satisfaction or whatever between this and what we call miniatures games. Oh yeah, like yes. yes, Warhammer Correct. and uh, uh, Dust and. Uh, yeah. All those. Warhammer is the big one of those. Good point. Good point. There are, yeah. there are a bunch of others. There's a Star Wars one. Wait, which
1: is different. It's the same, but different. But yes, the, the one we're talking about yeah. specifically here is you buy a game in a box that is all of the pieces. Right. So, anyway, yeah. Eclipse. Uh, so, Twilight Imperium, I mentioned that. And, and Twilight Imperium takes, what, uh, eight hours, about? depending depending on the, depending player, on the count, player and the people yeah and things.
0: Uh, if you have a full six player game it's basically all day. yeah and,
1: and like our buddy pete who plays it a lot can play with other people who play it a lot and they can probably bang one out in three hours
0: right because they're they're sure. awesome and they, they yeah. do that if everybody knows you know if everybody knows the mechanics and you're not spending any time like reading and learning then yeah, yeah. it can be like and, and they
1: know all of the stuff they played. so yeah you could do that but on typical six to eight hours if not more uh so mm-hmm. eclipse does all the cool things that a game like Twilight Imperium does, but does it in a three-hour window? Nice, right? Um, mm-hmm. And every one of us who played it was very satisfied. I, I definitely do not want to go into the mechanics of the game because parts of these games <laughs> is mechanics. But I will say that yeah, yeah. Uh, another game we played called Scythe is an example that is a big game, but yep. just because of the way. The pieces and the board you have and the things you do feels very like logical. That that mm-hmm. that every time it's my turn or the rules happen or whatever, I felt like everything was very logical that I could do. Right. It, it was right there in front of me. In in, in eclipse.
0: Um in eclipse yeah. you're talking
1: about? Okay. scythe the same way. But let's say, so scythe was that way. And and I look at a game like yeah, Scythe, and I'm like, when, oh my god, how do you know what's going on? And you're like, oh, the board I is almost clearly...
0: M- I almost mentioned Scythe when we were talking about dudes on a map. Yeah. Um, or dudes on a board, whichever one of those you, you call it. Or dudettes. It. But yeah. Scythe has an interesting thing where um, the units are very cool looking, but you just have a couple of them.
1: Yes. Right, right, right. And, and I will say, yeah. Eclipse, while it looks like a ton, is limited too. Like, war- whereas... Mm twilight imperium you yeah it doesn't tons of ships like i had it four looks like cruisers the pictures
0: three. look looks like you have about a quarter of the little ships yeah, that, right uh, ti4 and, and we most
1: most of us got about half to three quarters of our ships out so if not all of them some okay. people um i know i know that's at one cool. point i would i definitely got my cruisers out early and there was only four of them and that's all i had and i was like oh man i thought i was just building all this kind of army up to be cruiser centered and i only have four of them uh i you know i should realize that i should play other things besides just this one thing uh but anyway it is very straightforward um it felt logical and not overwhelming in any way when it was turns went quick uh i didn't Mm -hmm. i could i was sitting there i'd take my turn and then before i knew it it was my turn again um and i was like oh wow that's that's really quick so we were all going that's always a good yeah for sure um and then there are limited number of rounds there's like eight rounds so while it did take three hmm. hours um we we did a lot too like it actually took us four hours because we like
0: that's we that's one of those things uh we've learned since risk yeah it's like a game doesn't have to be player elimination and last man standing like risk or yeah. or monopoly right like just do fixed number of rounds and, and it uh, would limit or target you. score and then end the game. Like, then you can play a game without player elimination, yeah, and also have it not take all yeah, day, right?
1: So, it was fun, it was cool, it, had, it did have a lot of cool mechanics. Like, setting up the board mm-hmm. happens dynamically. Uh, you create it as you play the first couple rounds, and then once the board is out, you're okay. out of board pieces, and you're like, oh, this is this is right. now our game board, cool, and we don't worry about that anymore. Nice. Um, the, uh, the 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 mechanics of attacking and like combat were super simple. It, there was all these little things that you can do, but you you roll a dice and it's like a six hits, and one misses, and you're like, oh, but you have like my ships on my little board I've got here um, adds pluses to it. So if I roll a three and I have a plus three, I hit, yay! You know, or or mm. and that's and that's it. That's as complicated as it gets. Now nice. the cool thing about this game. Is that it's got a nice little player board in front of you, and it's got a whole huge uh, array of ship parts. They're little chips that you can put onto your little ships, hmm. and in all the different okay. ships have little slot
0: like slots, like physical things. Yes. Like um, oh no uh, no no tiny no no no, no. like like your oh, your cards, little miniature
1: goes on the board, but it's like a little card that goes on your on your character sheet of your. Okay. ship.
0: Okay, right? so so what what you're describing is not like um. Tiny Epic Mechs. No,
1: no. But that's a good that's a good callback though. That's, yeah, because
0: I mean, you do add the little little things to it. Yeah, you put a little gun Right, in it. it's got little holes like um action figures. Exactly.
1: But like Tiny Epic Mechs, your little mech sheet only has a slot you can put a card on. Right? Okay. And that's that's yeah. kinda how it is. But uh this game, Eclipse, has hundreds of parts that come up. And and mm-hmm. so my cruisers um are going to end up different than your cruisers, because I put an extra movement drive on them, and I put uh, missiles instead of guns, I increase the hull instead of putting power, so, and you get to choose those kind of naturally, right, it's it's my turn to pick it, I choose to do an upgrade, I can look what's available, which by the way, I said there's hundreds, but there's only like six available at a time, so it's bite-sized, right, Okay. And you're like, oh, so sure. I only have to look at these six in front of me to make the choice that I want to go for. That's how. That's what makes this game so great. Was that everything? There's a lot, but everything seemed like just bite sized enough to for what's in front of me to make my decision. Right, mm-hmm. and and that's all I need to do, and then go to the next guy. Hence why we had turns that went quickly. I don't have a whole yeah. lot of things to choose to do here.
0: Yeah. Right. I I always appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and and I I really turns. did too. I I I actually landed in second place but i didn't feel like i did i felt like i was just going to lose but mm. um that's not a bad thing i just felt like i made mistakes early sure, um sure. but every time it got to me i didn't have a, i didn't have to agonize over a billion choices whether and and feel like oh man there's a billion different ways i failed right i just i just felt like mm. oh i know what i did back then and uh and i know how i can fix it now um because i really only have four choices to do here Right, I felt comforted that way, right? You know, yeah. And and, and that was good. So yeah, Eclipse is great. Uh, he's Mike's going to, uh, you know, keep that game. Uh, the guy that that does shut up and sit down reviews uh, was very mm-hmm. emphatic about it. So much so because him and his friends um, always plays Twilight Imperium, and he is giving his Twilight Imperium away because this will replace it. Um, okay, it, it, it does all things what Twilight Imperium does, but just less in a consistent, succinct way. Right. Sure. Not not saying that you can't have a twelve hour. I forget
0: hour what we played something that we were like, Oh, this is an easier version of Terra Mystica. Yeah, right. And I what? wish I could remember what it is, but
1: Well I think, I think I that know. like uh, Scythe is I don't
0: Unless it was the other way, unless oh maybe it's Scythe. Yeah. Like Scythe is an easier version of, of Terra Mystica, maybe. Yeah,
1: well I, I know that Scythe is one of those things that when I played Scythe I thought, oh man, this is like one of those really complex uh miniature board games, but not. Right? They just seemed like easier or something you know there's there's a couple of those that are easy but anyway uh i always look back to i've got one of those big games i only like one of those big games that i keep in my house and it's the world of warcraft board game
0: mm, yeah i played yeah. that once
1: it, i'll never get rid of it because i love world of warcraft i love warcraft um sure and it is very thematic but it went into the T- twilight imperium kind of thing where it has rules for every thing yeah every like yeah. every character is totally different from every character it has its own rules and its own things and
0: yeah, I think I think we spent almost an hour like setting up and reading the rules yeah, when we played yeah. with four players, wh- wh- and then it took like three hours to play. It does it takes a long time.
1: We we uh, as WoW players, though, I think you can appreciate it more. Like when
0: I played my Warlock, yeah, it's a it's a tiny slice of the World of Warcraft world, the Azeroth mm-hmm. world, um, but it's very thematic. Like there are, I mean, basically characters and items taken straight out of the video game yeah and a lot of similar mechanics it's i mean you can tell that it was made in the vanilla or what we now call classic exactly era yeah um but yeah it's it's very true to all of that stuff
1: and and i appreciate that that's why i never want to give it that's why i'm saying people who play twilight some people play twilight that's why they do that they want those all those rules and all those things and that's Mm -hmm, what's mm -hmm. fun so streamlining isn't always better right right um but for for of course, some way. This is a very good. I would recommend this as a middle ground. You know, it's not. It's not going to be for your casuals. Mike had mentioned that he didn't think it'd be every Tuesday thing. I think it could be, but um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be. It, it's not going to be one where you have to plan a Saturday, a whole Saturday to play it. Um, but you can mm-hmm. still get your your war gamer uh, fix in without, without, without. right yeah, cool. Eclipse plus two thumbs up. Loved it. And I think everybody did. Nice. Our buddy, Justin's one of those guys that's kind of like can be very down on games sometimes. And he, he, he was like, mm-hmm. he won. It probably helps. But,
0: uh, <laughs> right, but
1: right. I'll tell you what, he didn't feel like he, he felt ne- like he was going to, I've never
0: enjoyed a game more because I, won.
1: <laughs> right. Well he, he was, he was, he was, it was hard for him. I would say this one much because uh, he was w- what we thought is winning the whole, whole time. Uh, but at the mm-hmm. end, because he was winning, uh, we just about hammered him right at the end there. And, and sure, his sure. whole thing just about crumbled. And he only won by a little bit.
0: Um, that's uh, that's, that's a society's catch-up mechanic. I was going to say nature, right. but definitely uh, society. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. I remember we talked about that with Risk Legacy. Right. Like You're supposed to gang up on the person who's winning to keep them from snowballing. There's no mechanic in the game to keep them from snowballing. And if you don't, stop them. They're gonna again, <laughs> right. So well, that, they're gonna run away. That, with that's what unbeatable. Our, our
1: friends, our friend group has, has said that long saying for a long time. It's like, hey guys, Pete's winning. Pete's winning. Hey guys, Pete's winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, that's one. That's that's the guy I've known. For, known. I've not known anybody else in my life that can be winning the whole game and has the charisma to try to somehow make you forget that.
0: Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, He's all sure. as, as
1: Justin will say. Pete is always winning, and just remember that. Right. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no way to stop that. Uh, but that guy has that he can still beat that social mechanic of of that because he's just so good at it. Uh, okay, cool. Hey, another game we played. This is one we played together. I think I was going to talk about. Um, we played the Lord okay. of the Rings card game
0: this week. We did the uh, the Steam digital version of the Lord of the Rings Adventure Card right. game. But
1: it's now on PlayStation and Xbox, I think, as well. Same game.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I say Steam version. I mean, we, we digital played. version. Yeah. We we actually played that. Yeah. Ah. It, it came out on Steam and I was like, oh, this is just like Hearthstone because Hearthstone started out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, PC and Mac only. And I was like, this is a mobile game. Why can't I play this on my iPad or my phone? Mm-hmm. And then now you can, obviously, but it took a little while. And I was like, you guys built this in Unity. Come on. <laughs> but uh, this Lord of the Rings game is the same way. I think I even once played it. Like using remote desktop yeah. to play it from my iPad. That's yeah,
1: cool. Well, the the uh, we, we have talked at length at, uh, at the the card game, the physical card game, the
0: physical game. Yeah. Um,
1: and this is
0: you and I. B- We've maybe even talked about the digital. We, version, we did a little bit, right? But because because you and I have both played it separately, right? Like solo, and we had intentions of playing it with the group, like you, me, Fox, and Pat, or something like that, because the physical game. You can add, you know, if you have two copies of the game, you can play it with four players, and we actually did that in person, like a year and a half ago or something. Right. But but Um, this but the digital version is two players only. It's mostly solo, but the multiplayer is just two players. And when you Mm -hmm. see uh, the interface, um, you understand why they did it that way. It's it looks anyone who's played hearthstone or eternal or any of those dueling digital card games will recognize the appearance of it. It looks just like the Lord of the Rings hearthstone. And even if you have played either journeys of middle earth or the Lord of the Rings adventure card game, um, physical from fantasy flight, it looks like that. It looks like fantasy flight, Lord of the Rings hearthstone. Yes. Um, and so you've got your row, of little ovals that are your guys and the enemy who is not another player but is sauron has his row of little ovals and you fight each other and if you you know you drag your guys onto his guys it's that very satisfying hearthstone style interface um and when you play multiplayer it's like a sandwich and i assume you saw me on the top i did uh in your in your UI, and I saw you on the top of mine. So it looks the same, except there's a row of my guys, a row of Sauron's guys, and then a row of your guys. And I see your information up in the top left, while mine is in the bottom left, and Sauron's is in the top right. right. I've explained all those things, but I'll put links in the show notes so people can right. <laughs> look at pictures that will be more effective than the thousand words I just used use.
1: So So a thing to, to know about this, though, from when we talked about it just lightly earlier, mm-hmm. and then what we're talking about today, Is that they were that this game was acquired by a different company and they changed the game pretty significantly. Um, Hmm. The interface got completely changed and a lot of the way the game plays changed. Um, And and I I didn't follow that or realize that until I just recently uh,
0: read some things. I don't think I knew that either. Like, I got very deep into the. Physical game yes. when I first got it and was listening to there are like two podcasts that talk about that game and they you know the digital was just still being like alpha and beta tested and stuff and so they were still talking about that maybe it was closer to the physical game originally, um, and it still has a lot of the same keywords and the cards are mostly the same they're definitely using all the beautiful art that um they commissioned for the physical game um but everything is much much more streamlined yeah that,
1: that that's what the way i understand it is that when it first came out like when we first bought this game even did we buy it in beta mm-hmm. or like pre release or something like that
0: um i bought it pretty early like yeah. beta or alpha and then it was part of humble bundles and stuff but i already yeah
1: I, I will say that the, the primary reason I didn't really get into it and play it a ton at the beginning or when it kind of first came out was because I was still playing the card game. And I still, it's still in my living room sitting out there underneath the, mm. the table there. I still have that thing where if I want to play the Lord of the Rings card game, I can pull it out and play it. It's right there in front of me um, with mm-hmm. my own decks and my own cards that I have purchased money with, right? Um, right. And, and while a digital copy of that sounds okay... I had not a lot of reasons to do it, except for the two-player version, which we just did never got around to playing. So I, yeah, right. I, that's why I just didn't play a lot of it. Now, all that preamble to say, you and I got to sit down and actually play it, and they have changed it to not be like the physical card game. But right. I feel, correct me if you think differently, that they got a lot of the feeling of what the game is in general. Right?
0: Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know if this is because we had multiplayer or because of changes they've made in the game since I I played it when it was relatively new. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, and it was not as difficult as the physical game mm-hmm. can be. um, But it was more difficult than I expected right from the start. Yeah. Like, you jump right in it, and you're like, okay, cool, you got this one. And then the next one, like, one of your heroes will die. And you're like, oh, cool, I'm... I'm screwed now because I don't have the currency and yeah, whatever all those things. I don't think we really, we didn't really have any difficulty in any of the multiplayer that we played. Right. And I don't know if there is um, adjustable or just um, um, like increasing difficulty, like a curve of difficulty where stuff gets harder as you as you get deeper into it. It was not as difficult as the physical game, yeah. But the physical game also has a lot of random elements yeah that can sometimes make the difference between um an encounter being very difficult and an encounter being like almost boring how easy it is yeah i i i will say if you just happen to draw or not draw the right card at the right time correct um it can make all the difference i
1: I have and still maintain to this day that the the lord of the ring physical card game uh living card game has um, mm-hmm. always been the tightest economy of any game I've played like you get mm-hmm. you get one power chip right or whatever resource you get three around right you yeah. only get three and well you, you get, get one per hero so
0: if one of right. your heroes dies you get two you
1: get two and then and then you only get one card draw that's it and right. and and you have limited cards and you know you're you're a, let's say one character comes out and he costs 2 or 3 um and in pl- it was just so every action was you had to to be doing the right thing right and everything you buy was very make matters greatly right i have to pick the mm-hmm. right character and the right card and putting a thing out um yeah and and then you're right and then the biggest thing was is that it had there's a lot of random i always said the shadow cards were made me hate the game a lot uh, you know, you flip right. a card over and oh, this goblin now destroys your character or oh, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And now you the, won. one.
0: One of the most common ways to make the physical game easier slash more enjoyable is to play without shadow cards. Yes, I um, I, I agree. And as I, matter of fact, I don't even know if I, I ever want to play with them again. I, I didn't do that often. Instead, what I would do is some cards are marked as elite. They have a different icon mm-hmm. of some enemy cards. And I would play without those. That makes sense. Yeah. So I would, I would still have the randomness of the shadow, but I would, um, you know, avoid some of the, or, you know, maybe only have one of this really difficult enemy instead of having two.
1: Right. So this, this digital thing, since we played it, I seem to be like hashing up the bad things of the physical game, which I, I do love. Um, is that the, the, sure. the, the physical game and this digital game maintains a lot of those positives and then kind of fixes, I'm using air quotes here, some of the the other things that were troublesome of the physical game and then makes makes for a really pleasant game overall. Um, by the way, side note, you mentioned difficulty. I, I didn't feel that it ramped up as we went through one, that first campaign, uh, but you can mm-hmm. choose a difficulty level. We were playing the medium. Okay. Uh, so so there's like three levels easy medium and hard and we were playing there's also uh expert campaign or expert adventures they're called so i guess those are playing with the elite cards or something Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway um it like the first game had great artwork all that artwork is still in here in this one Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean it sounds silly to point out artwork things but a lot of this in this game are beautiful
0: um yeah the i mean i said i've said that several times it was I think twenty nineteen or maybe twenty eighteen Gen Con when I took my copies of the Aragorn card mm-hmm. uh to the to the art art row in, in the Gen Con exhibit hall because the guy who painted the Aragorn card art was there right. and got him got him to sign my cards for me because I'm like, you know, from two thousand one when they made those amazing movies, every like copy of the books or game or anything used new line art with photos of the actors. Yeah. Right. And that was fine for a long time, but I'm like, that's 20 years ago. And we've got and uh, granted the the Fantasy Flight game is probably over ten years old now. But we're like, yeah, get some get some artists to do some new art. There are a couple um that have done a lot of cards uh in that game that are just it's just really gorgeous art. I'm like, can I get a 11 by 14 to (laughs) hang on my wall of this right they're they're
1: really really nice Uh, so it maintained that those same art is in this game so that's good uh i thought that the um the feel of the game was very appropriate i always felt like that that sauron Mm -hmm. was this thing behind there was always this threat they use even the word threat like threat was always this ever-present thing Mm -hmm. in the game that you were always felt like oh man threat's that's a thing there, and all of a sudden we're going to be discovered, and now bad guys are going to get us. And I think that this game still has that and does that well. I right. felt that um, story was a big part of the physical card game because you're going to locations. Your those locations had flavor text and were important, and and uh, the the bad things they did felt like a swamp, or <laughs> right. right. And then you went right. when you traveled to the next big location, it it had a a story that went with why you're going there and then a, mm-hmm. a a druid would come out with there because you're in his home and now you get the it all was a big story and they were all sold yeah. in packs of story packs right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i felt that this digital game kept that on in purpose there was definitely a yeah. story we were playing through right
0: there were and there were there are text uh cutscenes between uh between locations mm-hmm. And um, they're all voiced, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. All of that was, was and, and and
1: we had to, we had to do the like, uh, oh, it's a you know a spider thing. Came, a queen came through and she's attacking with her spider minions. And then that's why you're fighting four minions that had guard and a queen that had that pooped out more things, right? You're like, oh, it's a story around why the mechanics are doing this in this round, mm. right, which which is cool. Um, so yeah, I that's. I liked it. I thought I really like it. I hope that we continue. You and I beat the first campaign, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's got some. It's got some unlocks. Um, you know, you unlock uh new cards to make for your own deck. Uh, right. We we've, we've made decks of our own decks. Right. Each of us have. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel overwhelmed with the deck building, which I often do in games. Uh, you know, you you pick your three heroes yep. and then it's,
0: it's not as. Um again not as complex as the physical game because yeah. you still have the sphere restrictions, the color restrictions. Right. Um, but there's only one currency yeah. in the game, which is another departure from the Yeah, right, right. It's it's still very tight, like you still get three uh gold or whatever mm-hmm. um per round. It doesn't escalate like uh like Hearthstone does. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you want to play a five cost ally You've got to save at least two from the turn before, right? And then and then do it next time. And um, and somehow in this but game, but it's all I, the same. Enough, instead like... of yeah, yeah, usually did most of the allies and cards were three or fewer, three or less. And then you know you just have to decide like, is this the one card I'm going to play this hand or this turn, or do I want to play a one and this two as well? Um, the one difference between that and the physical game is that the currency is all. In one pool instead of separated out by the colors of the heroes, and, and I also
1: think that in this version, I never felt like my guys were going to insta die every time. Like I, in the, in the in the physical copy game, I'd put let's say a two cost hero, which is very significant. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically most of your turn, right? They put a new hero out. Mm-hmm. That they were a two cost hero would if they last and chump blocked for you one
0: round, you were fortunate, right? <laughs> that was that was worth it. Yeah, I mean we also were playing two player, which from the things that I saw on the forums and whatnot when um when I was playing the physical game more, um was one of the most popular ways for people to solo play mm-hmm. was to uh do play two handed, whatever, where they're playing two players yeah but with one person. Oh, I see. You know, so so if they had, you know, people who had a spouse or whatever, they would play together all the time, they would do that. But for some of the more complicated stuff, guys would set up they're like okay i've got an attack deck and a support deck mm-hmm. and i'm gonna play them both and you go back and forth and you still have all the normal escalating things like you draw twice as much thread and twice as many monsters and all that but you have more options because you're playing two hands right of cards instead of just one you i love i, I
1: love you i love that you mentioned the resource thing because that, that's a, a small but very big change uh, yeah. because let's just say if you're playing solo and you didn't play that two-handed two-player thing you have one character that can do the questing part or a a, a, a mm-hmm. thing or an attack, let's say, that it's an attacker. And then yeah. if you... But you only have one resource of that one type, which is one thing that he can have. So you're actually not getting three resource points around. You're actually only getting one. And if, right. and if a card costs two or three, you have to pay two or three of that one character's card that actually takes you three rounds to get out.
0: Right? And Yeah. And I think the balance... Um, the balance of that in this digital version is some of the cards in order to add them to your deck well it's still determined by your heroes Yeah, which is not really a restriction in the physical game like you could put cards in your deck that are of a sphere uh, to which you don't have a hero Um, but then you have to play those allies and things some other way Right, yeah. There are cards that will summon out random allies and and, and whatnot. But right. um, in the digital game, it just is restrictive. Like if your deck has two blue and one green hero, you can't put red or purple cards in your deck. Right. And then there are some of the more powerful cards that are restricted further. I don't know if you noticed this, but they're like... You have to have two spirit heroes to put this card in your deck. You have to do t- two um, uh, green or blue. It's blue. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's how they balance out the having only one resource pool. Right.
1: And that an change makes it, it feel so much better for me. Okay. Hmm. I was able to play cards. Like if I have a lower character, a green character in my my physical card deck, to get the lore card out that costs 2, I have to wait two whole rounds and then spend that and hope it doesn't go bad or or you have a treachery card that cancels my event card that I just spent two whole rounds saving for. Um this game I can I have three resources to spend on any of these cards. Like it's no big deal cuz I'll have three more to spend on any card I want next round. Right. right. Which that 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 small change makes a world of a difference. Uh so anyway, I, I give it a, also give it another thumbs up. I thought it's really fun. I loved playing the the two player. I played it single player and skirmishes just the random things and it was fun too. Um mm-hmm. but I enjoy I I've enjoyed the the campaign so far. It it was nice. We made our own decks the other night. Uh last night it was and I enjoyed focusing on just killing things while you were focusing on solving the quests, right? That was nice. Mm-hmm. That I didn't have to yeah. worry about whatever and you were your deck was super support and did all these cool things and heals, um, and then a I little just,
0: bit of heals, a lot of a lot of questing willpower, but yeah,
1: right. But but then I could murder things, right? So it was right. It was nice to have that felt very co y to me, right? You could do yeah. your thing, I did my thing, and we teamwork and beat the game. So mm-hmm. I look forward to playing more of it.
0: Yeah, same. Definitely.
1: All right, what do we else we got? Hey, you want to talk right. talk about yeah. our show that we went this,
0: this week? Yeah, let's let's talk about our movie. Hello, friends. Uh, I wanted to interrupt the show here just before we get into discussion of this movie, and to provide a uh, content trigger warning. Um, this movie uh, dives into issues of alcohol, alcohol abuse, depression, and suicide. Um, And so I wanted to provide that warning at the top. And if you believe you or someone that you care about is struggling with some of these issues, um, you can call the American Addiction Center at 888-685-5770 or the um, Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800 273 8255 Um, all uh, those phone numbers and more information is available at alcohol.org and um, we'll have links to all that uh, all of that information on the show notes so I want to get back with the show but I wanted to provide that warning here at the top thanks so this week we watched a movie from last year 2020 um, directed by Thomas Vinterberg probably not saying that right um it's called an it's called another round
1: Uh, that's very appropriately named for this movie
0: yeah yeah um it's a danish movie it won yeah it won what did it win best international feature film okay uh the academy award and was nominated for Best Achievement in Directing, which seems oddly worded. I don't know what that is. Okay. And then there's a bunch of other wins and nominations from other awards. But it won the Oscar for International Film, which I did not remember. And if I had, mm. I would have also remembered to tell you, I would have remembered myself and been able to tell you that this film is not in English. <laughs> right. Um, they, they don't even have I, subtitles for it. I mean, yeah. Or not subtitles. I, I mean, uh, track for it yeah a dub english yeah. dub so um it's kind of tricky to spoil this movie but i'm gonna hit the bell anyway because we're going to talk in detail about the 2020 film another round uh do you, wanna go do you first? want to do you
1: want to <laughs> you try and summarize i uh, sure i can summarize without opinion really simple uh okay guys uh in there uh, one guy is turning 40 and mm-hmm. the rest of them are 40 ish area maybe a little yeah. bit older some of them and plus or minus seem like mostly plus mostly plus a little bit yeah. uh, there are four of them and they all mm-hmm. work at the same school in um Deutsch, uh, is it holland or is, i want to say dutchland
0: uh originally. denmark 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 yes um, I, I only remember that because they sing either it's either national anthem or a or a patriot they, they like, do they
1: do several patriotic songs
0: for that which denmark is- my home Sweet home, right. or Something like that. So,
1: so they uh, yeah. they are there. They teach at a school there, like a high school. What would be a high school mm-hmm. there? Um, yep. and uh, they teach the different things. One is a choir teacher. One is a history teacher. One is a gym teacher, and I don't remember what the other one does. Uh, but the teachers, right? And yep. they have come to the point in their life what some might consider midlife crisis, right? Where where they right. are lost. They have lost themselves in whether they be personal lives or professional lives. They mm-hmm. they don't or feel, both. Eh, both, right, often. Uh, the lives are going where they are. It's not, they don't have bad lives. They're just, you know, have been doing the same thing and not feeling any, the way they used to feel. Kind of be the same person. Right? Midlife crisis,
0: we're just going right. to um, Yeah, kind of life on autopilot. The, the main character, um, Martin, played by Mads, Mads Mikkelsen, is, uh, he, he's concerned that he has become bored. Yeah. Right, the... The the parents of his students um, call a meeting with him to let them know that they're concerned that their kids um, have to take a test with him for their college entrance process. I don't know anything about the school system in Denmark, but um, the teachers are concerned because their kids all have poor grades in his class. And then, you know, and then he's talking about it with the other teachers of like the... (laughs) the uh, eternal question of like whose fault is that right right yeah. like are the students you know just lazy and and not interested and how much responsibility falls on the teacher for not making the material engaging like not reaching out to them which right. is you know sort of their yeah. whole job like if you're just gonna read text out of a book right. what, what's the point of of a teacher so um, so they got they got sorry go ahead sorry.
1: so they got they get down at this kind of a thing and yeah. and then uh they're out celebrating a 40th birthday of one of them and um Mm -hmm. they they have a little bit they're having a nice night at a nice kind of fancy restaurant and they're ordering all sorts of stuff and and booze is one of those things they start ordering uh fancy champagne and wine uh and one thing leads to another and they're getting kind of drunk uh and they mention these are all kind of uh, educated people right there and so they're talking about some research they talked about from one guy they're teachers,
0: so they're yeah. you know they're academics. They're academics, all so right.
1: And they're talking mm-hmm. about research that one guy did said that, uh, uh, that he believed that the the human body operates at a deficit of minus .05 blood alcohol content
0: right. level.
1: So so that that there uh, we are always overstressed, over anxious. Um, but if you have that alcoholic content, it makes you loosened up, uh, l- less you know. Anxious, you know, more mm-hmm. relaxed, and you're you succeed in life better if you have what this theory is of a balanced blood alcohol content of 0.05, right?
0: Um, and and for 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 reference, I looked this up, and there are a handful of countries where uh, the legal limit is zero, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of those are also age based, right? So if you're under 24 and you get pulled over and have any anything above 0 mm-hmm. presumably or maybe it's more than like .01 or something. Yeah. Um and there are a handful at .2, .3, there are a lot at .5. Um, it, wait, you you mean .05. It, .05, right, sorry. Yeah. yeah, .5 is yeah, dangerously. Dangerously bad right? Like, yeah. That's like that's like death level. Right. Um I looked this up on Wikipedia and where did
1: America start? were .08 I believe right
0: Yeah the the United States is .08 except for Utah which is .05 Okay and um there is a lower limit where did I see it It's .2 if you're under 21 except in some states where it's 0 Right um which is a a weird Kind of, well, there are there are cases where a person under age is allowed to drink if they're at home. Right. Or, well, po- or point like point that. oh, so, it's but it's significant that... but point oh five is the legal driving limit in Denmark where this okay. movie is set. Well, so for you know just for references to like the, yeah. reference to picture that like it's it's slightly below the limit in the U.S. But in Denmark, you're right on the line. Right, right. And, and, so if you have a sense, I think they say to the, like like two glasses of wine and then maintain that. And of course it's yeah. different. It depends on your age, your uh, sex, your um, body weight, your body, And, BMI and yeah, th- and th- there's a lot stuff, of things but... in that.
1: So, so generally to, to reference that and to get back up here on track where 0.05 to 0.08 ish is, and I'm not an expert in this in any way, but on average, we're doing averages where you start to lose cognitive and uh, motor functions that aren't quite in sync, right? You, you, don't response times aren't very good.
0: Um, but they're, they're just below that. I think if, um, let's see, I had this here. 0.3 to 0.5. According to Wikipedia is like decreased social inhibition, joyousness, mild euphoria, relaxation, and increased verbosity. Meaning you talk more, right? You're not quite to the like higher pain tolerance, uh, loss of inhibitions, um, real right. euphoria um, or nausea or any of that stuff. Like that gets into the like 0.8, 0.9, 0.08, 0.09 or point 0.1 yeah. and higher where you get into um, higher stuff like this. And right. what what we see some of the characters do, um, the main, main uh, Martin character particularly, is they get a portable... Uh, breathalyzer. Or wait wait that's
1: wait, called. that's jumping a little bit here. Hold on. We, we got
0: I'm skipping ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go, so, go on. So so
1: so they talk about this this study where this, this person said uh, this academic had said that 0.05 is the one and as we just mentioned here with this little bit, that's the part we're talking about where you start to get more relaxed, you get more talkative, you get more open and less social pressure. Not the drunk part where you but where you're just starting to get right. that, that it's, buzz. It's and, what
0: it it's what most of us would call like buzzed a, a just a buzz, little right. buzzed so it's like if you had if you had a big strong craft beer with dinner the way you feel after that is yeah. just just a little more relaxed a little yeah. less uh so so stressed and that, anxious that's where
1: this 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 theory came up and they start talking about it and they're like oh and and that you're if you were like that all day all the time you would be better right um and right. and it, at this party type thing uh one of the characters, I think it's one of the main characters, kind of breaks down the idea that like he's really at a part where he doesn't know how to get out of this point in his life and, and, right. it, and he doesn't know what to do and where he's lost or how he's done it. And so one of the guys gets the idea that they should try to be this level of alcoholic content during the day all the time. And mm-hmm. and, and that that it because they would also say things like other people savants and throughout history were drunk all the time um right. and, and this show starts talking about that a lot you know people who who drank all the time and they were still successful uh so they come back
0: yeah they use they use comparison and of course the I'm getting into details
1: go ahead Yeah, and they come back later the next part phase happens is that one guy decides i think it's it's Mads Mickelson's character Martin the main character uh, who who just kind of says I'm gonna do it. He just like gets decides, kind of doesn't snap. He just like I takes a big swig and gets drunk when he g- goes to work. Um mm-hmm. and and he does feel better and he talks right. to, to his friends about it and they're like we're in and they decide that but yeah. but they they do it in in a way that they're like we're gonna write a paper about it and we're mm-hmm. going to study this it's and a, we
0: got rules. It's, it's a study. It's an academic. It's an academic uh, study. project,
1: right? So they make them. it an academic project. And they got rules that they can't. They are not going to drink after eight o'clock. They're you know right at all. It's the thing they don't yeah. drink on weekends, and it's only for this study to see how it works. So yeah. that is how it works. And and the show goes that they do this. They do improve uh, at some point. They're like, okay, let's 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 move this up to point oh eight.
0: Let's tweak it a little bit. See if it's you know it's not one size fits all. Like if this you know it's the typical kind of uh, slippery slope slippery thing slope people thing. say about yeah. about. Um, medication or you know anything like this. You're like, oh well if you know, if one drink every hour makes me feel good, you know, two drinks an hour must make me feel great. Real great, right. Um, so
1: so that's where the synopsis yeah. ends here. And the and show is about what happens hence. Now moving on to the yeah. spoiler part of it is that like we said, yes, they move it up to point oh eight and then at some point they decide that they want to get totally blitzed as much as they can.
0: Um yeah just hit as as far as they can go and they go out to a bar. Right? Yeah.
1: And and the story does do the whole, what you might expect. Their lives do unravel and fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- they have great success early on, but because of the nature of alcohol, um, right. it is not a good thing. It is an abusive substance type thing that can be an easily mm-hmm. abused. Um, right. And it does fall into terrible disarray. It does have a wrapping up part where things are a little hopeful, but it also it ends with a terribleness too with one of the characters yeah, dying there's
0: there's a there's a little tragedy one of the little one um, dies it's
1: pretty big tragedy but
0: <laughs> yeah there are there are, two of the characters are married one single and one is i think in a dating relationship i don't know if you ever see his uh, oh
1: right that's the guy the the choir guy right he does get with a dating yeah.
0: yeah and um you know the 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 married ones both have um uh separations from their mm-hmm. their spouses when they yeah. take it too far yeah right like the early stages the point zero five stuff gets a lot better a lot
1: better all know, around professionally
0: right? and personally they get this 8 p.m thing from i believe it's oscar wilde who would drink all day supposedly yeah. and stop drinking at 8 p.m then go to bed and write The next day and so like he would write during the day but he would stop drinking and go to bed you know within that time window because it's uh you know even though a lot of us do it more than we should it's really bad for your sleep to um to drink right before you go to sleep right um so so and so he had this system and they're like it's not we're not partying we're not you know going out on the weekends it's just to see if this can improve our, um, and they have they have more academic terms for it, but like improve their personal and professional, uh, right. Um,
1: and they weren't and they weren't binge drinking. Like that that was important no.
0: too. Is that they're not they're not to
1: get drunk. They're to, to right. they were important that they were only to maintain .05 uh, consistently. So they were yeah. To make so sure I right?
0: I said that earlier. Mads Mickelson gets a breathalyzer and mm-hmm. he uses yes. it to test to see where he's at so he's not just trusting his own feelings but like okay it's right here we have a little bit more it's not quite that like immediate but yeah they they uh, did do
1: a couple. that was that that was the most unbelievable things like take a drink oh now i'm drunk
0: right that's what they did that a couple times
1: uh so okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna move out of that's the synopsis and i'm gonna ask you what you thought i mean you can go into detail here if you want but Um... what's your thoughts on the 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 message of the story if that's what it is or the what happened to the characters how do do you feel about
0: it's it it almost it almost felt like a true story which i don't know if it is i don't think it is okay um it i mean it's a complicated topic right like incredibly incredibly complicated yeah um you know alcohol and what role it plays in culture and peoples and what effect it mm-hmm. has on you and, you know, at what level, at what, you know, in your health, in your social, uh, sociological capability. Um, okay. Can I ask
1: this question with that? Do you feel that this was, this show with that in mind was trying to give you a, I don't want to say lesson, but is, is there a moral that it's trying to tell you and I did don't... it succeed in that?
0: i don't think so there's a scene um because martin is a is a history teacher he um you know he'll he'll put up famous uh figures and it was funny to me because he the they're speaking uh danish Mm -hmm, or whatever mm -hmm. um and that's probably not what it's called but um when he would name english or american i think dutch people well they speak Dutch in the Netherlands, which is oh, Holland. Right. I don't. No, I mean, not. that's definitely a different place. So I don't know if sure. what what the language is. Yeah. Um, I mean, pr- probably Danish sure, is fine. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, he would pronounce English names in English because I know Mads Mikkelsen can speak English. He was in a Bond movie. Um, <laughs> right. 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 And uh, it's, you know, so that was funny. He's like, you know, talking and reading the subtitles, and then he'd say. Winston Churchill, the same way that I would say it, right, um, right. He did. And um, so he does some of that, but one of his examples when he talks to the students about drinking and finds out just how much high school students in Denmark are drinking, which is a staggering hey, amount. They do hey, this thing lot, with a race right? in the in the prologue in the beginning of the movie. The kids are doing this. The students are doing this race where two of them have to run with a case of a cooler of beer in between them, like you know they're each holding one end of and they have to go around the lake and stop and drink a beer at each of these checkpoints and then they lose points for vomiting and all it's the your typical kind of stupid thing uh young people drinking you know here they're college students but in Denmark i assume they have an 18 they they don't uh, it's six, drinking it's age. it's
1: 16 currently it's 16 yeah. okay and and they are Considered one of the world's biggest drinkers, so it's probably yeah. why it's so relevant for the, this movie. This this,
0: this movie confirms that at least for the for the kids, the students, where the adults, at least at the high school, seem to be much more like you know your typical group of Americans, where it's pretty casual, and there are a handful who drink very little or not at all. You get the impression that uh, Martin almost never drinks at the beginning of the movie. Right. Um, But he talks to the students and he makes this comparison between Winston Churchill and Oscar Wilde. Um, And they both, you know, heavy, heavy drinkers. Uh, And the way he says it is like, what are you going to be? Are you going to be Oscar Wilde who committed suicide and was found alone in his apartment? Or are you going to be Winston Churchill and win World War II, as they say it? Yeah. Um, and uh, what? I, I are we still in spoilers? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So the the end of the movie seems to, um, not as directly like when he's talking to the students, it's very clear, like he's he's stating it. The movie concludes with the same question. So if there's a lesson per se, it's the, the lesson is a question. Um, and, and the question is, you know, which of these guys are you going to be? Are you going to be the guy who, you know, tries and takes it too far, but starts down that path of reconciliation with his wife? Are you going to be the guy who, you know, quits and goes back because it's, you're meant to believe that, The Martin character is going to keep drinking, um, but is going, you know, presumably going to work it out where I think the the younger guy who who peed in the bed, I I get the impression that he's um, that he's maybe going to make a major change. Yeah. Um, And then um, one of the guys commits suicide. Right. Yeah. And so. You're like, is, is that what, are you going to, are you going to take it too far? Is it going to become depressive to the point of, um, and, and you get the sense that it's like the, the drinking is just a component in that character's life. Like he was dealing with a lot of, um, depression and, and fulfillment issues in general.
1: So, so, do you mind if I say my, what I think here? Yeah, I... yeah,
0: go ahead. That's that's about that's about all I have to say about the the ending. I got to the end and I was like, I don't know if or whether this movie is trying to say anything. Which, yeah, not, and not not to say anything, but it's not. It 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 had no clear kind of like message or preachy kind of thing, which is yeah. what you would sort of like if I didn't know that the movie had been nominated and in fact won yeah. an Oscar. I would have anticipated a movie about some guys trying drinking a lot as an experiment to end with some heavy handed moral lesson.
1: Yeah. And I I have mixed feelings about that part of it. The mixed is that, um, hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm. I agree. I, I, I generally am on record as one of those people that like, I hate moral, you know, imperatives or, things that they're going to teach you and preach to you that, that really makes mm-hmm. me not want to watch a show. It, it actually almost made me not want to watch this show looking at it. Cause I felt that coming. The fact that it right. didn't have one made me feel pretty. Okay. Right. Like, Oh, good. We sure. didn't have to, I didn't have to slog through terribleness, but on the other hand, when it was over, I didn't feel good about that. The reason, yeah. <laughs> the reason I didn't is because I, I, I get, yeah, th- this is Go ahead. This is a very serious topic that mm. shouldn't be, it's, it's like saying, um, having a talk, to- it's very much like talking about a, can- a, a, a topic of cancer and then just saying, that's mm. all good. It's no big deal. Cancer's no big deal, right? Mm. You, you, it'll all be okay when you get cancer. No, no, it's terrible, right? right. Alcoholism is bad. It's really bad. And, and, and I know right. from my personal experiences from, from family and life and being in a relationship with, with, with an alcoholic, um, that it is not just a thing like this show kind of presents it, that there is this, uh, what are you going to be? That's not how alcoholism works. That is, that is not how it works. It is a disease that people have and they get, and they're genetically predispositioned to be right. Like I may not get heart disease, but I may not because of my genetics. I may or may not be able to have the choice to be Martin or one of the other guys. Uh, it felt to me that the writers of this script don't understand that. and, and it, it, I, I don't know how someone from AA wouldn't look at this and be completely outraged. Be- yeah, because I you mean, don't have that choice. If you're an alcoholic no, right. and you do this little experiment, it is immediately downhill for you. It is you, you, 0.05 is not a limit you know
0: right you 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 find this out fairly early in the west wing but there's a a main character in the west wing who mm. is a recovered alcoholic yeah and exactly. it comes one. it comes back up later in the show and they're like how you know he and he's recalling a a story in the past where he went on a binge yeah and the character that he's talking to is like you were in the middle of this how how could you do that like aren't you like you're this and this like c- clearly an intelligent person. And mm-hmm. his response was like, do you know how many members of Mensa are, are alcoholics? Like it has nothing to do with intelligence. Nothing. It's, you know, to, to my thinking, because I don't, you know, I haven't really uh, experienced that compulsion, but I know what a phobia is like. Yeah. Um, And so I compare it kind of the same way as like, there's no, there is, there is no off. And that's how they describe it. And I don't know, like, that's media so i don't know how true that is to reality but it's that kind of like once you open the bottle like it's over there's no there's no point where you acknowledge that you've had enough and stop
1: right and and um, it's and it's not like it's not like a cigarette thing either i think a lot of people try to equate it to cigarettes mm. where i can quit cigarettes and then never want it again it's total you know i can it'll be a struggle and my body washes it out and i detox out of it and then I am done with it and never have to pick up a cigarette again. This is the way this disease works. And remember, it's a disease, not a mm-hmm. like condition. That's that's an important. Yeah. It, is, it is a thing that that you can't get rid of. It is part of, right. you know, your, your genetic makeup. And if you you get this. Um, this that you have this thing and you taste alcohol for the first time and it affects your body, you immediately always for the, your entire life want it again. And in the West Wing thing, it's kind of an example. He says like, I always want it. I always want to drink. It's because it is it is an answer to what I have in life, right? It, it, is, it is a medication. If I have a, a chronic pain, for example, in my life, maybe my hand always hurts. It's always a dull pain that hurts. And then mm-hmm. I take a pill and it fixes that. I want it all the time because I don't want to be in pain. Right. Right. And that is how alcoholism works. You always... Yeah. Always want that thing fixed, and the thing is that if you take that pill and it makes your your pain go away, it immediately you have your body has to have another right like you have to have and, another
0: and and I don't think just to you know sort of i don't know devil's advocate with that yeah. a little bit um I don't think that at any point they were implying that any of these four main characters were chronic alcoholic
1: well i don't know i, I actually right? felt that tommy I mean, was i felt that tommy that tommy was the guy that died i i, I felt okay. when, when tommy took it tommy was having problems in his life and he used it to get over depression and he and, and every time he felt that way he he took another one and he always took another and it was a downhill thing mm. i and, and you could see it and all of the the that's what this movie did do really well with kind of actually showing how he was dependent on it and needed it and then when he we didn't have it when he realized that you know oh this is bad for me he came in drunk to work and that he was getting fired he mm-hmm. he immediately comes in and is like hey I'm cracks open a beer right yeah. and and he, he just does oh yeah yeah right, you're right you're right all of that te- writing and all of that uh acting was so perfect it's just mm-hmm. oh i i get it i i'm totally understand this just i got fired and i was drunk and i shouldn't be this but i'm opening another one up
0: you know yeah. uh and, and yeah. so tommy was yeah, i tommy guess definitely was. i guess i guess you're right like he got to a point where it was not like it uh you know i i, I sometimes think of that a line in uh in deadwood with mm-hmm. the character of jane right right who you're never sure if she like is she an alcoholic or is she just dealing with this grief um right. and she has a scene uh, a conversation with um with charlie her her friend, and she says, "I think it's getting the upper hand on me."
1: Yeah, a, yeah.
0: this is not like, you know, it's it's the the the, the scales have tipped the other way, right? Um, and,
1: and I want to stress again that to, it's important for everybody to know that's not it's not a thing that you just get over, right? Once right. as as the guy in West Wing says, "You're an alcoholic for life." It's not one thing; it's the from your first drink to your last, you're an alcoholic. Yeah,
0: and. Right. And, and maybe, um, I don't know that I I mean that just now that you're saying it, I think I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't really see that Tommy story as clearly. Yeah. Um, but I also, um, well, that, I was, I was more focused on the other characters until yeah. it got to that point. So I don't think I really was noticing the, the progression of well, that. that. And that, I think that, sorry, I don't part want to interrupt. Of it a definitely. A Go that part <laughs> of it definitely is that sort of cautionary tale and, and maybe not, not addressed as yeah, uh, explicitly as it could have. Been. I
1: agree. See, that that's actually what I'm trying to. I try yeah. to say I I do agree with that. I saw it in Tommy, but it wasn't as pronounced as it actually would have been. Right. Mm. Uh, here's the thing that that kind of did bother me. I say about it should have been preachy. I, I don't want to say that, but it should. Is that um, this show actually made it feel okay to to have to do this? It made it feel like. For 80% of the show, everything was more positive. They preached multiple times in his history lessons about how many people this was good for. And they give scientific lessons about it being good and how everyone does it. And it's all great and you and you are better at it and their lives get better at it because of alcohol. And as long as you can keep it under control and don't do what they do, uh, it's it's fine. It really felt that this movie was telling us that's okay. Right? Um and in not Amen. and not addressing the fact that it's a, it's an addictive thing. Uh, me, I'm a person who does drink alcohol. We talk about that. I I do. I, right. I, I am fortunate right. that I am not genetically predisposed to have this addictive na- nature of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you uh you know when you're talking about a, a movie where they start saying kids, he's telling he's telling the he tells a kid to get drunk at an exam, right?
0: Yeah, and he well, gives he, them the, he,
1: the vodka. Yeah, he
0: tells him to do he tells him to do the thing you know, basically the point zero five thing that they did. Right. I, I would think, not recommend
1: alcohol as an <laughs> answer to anything, right? That's, right. It should right. not be an answer to things. And that's yeah. what bothers me. I mean me
0: about it. It's a it's a point in the story where they're doing this they're doing this sort of experiment. And I think for the experiment part of it, it's the 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 message seems to be like, yeah, maybe. But in the long run, probably not. Yeah. And you're very unlikely to be satisfied at that level.
1: And we, and we all know, and it's pretty clear in the movie that they're actually not doing it for an experiment, right? They, like, they, t- they justify it by the experiment, right? All it, of them want to be drunk. Sort of. It sort, of, it sort
0: of starts out. They like kind of want to try it. They talk each other into it. They talk themselves into it. And then almost immediately, it escalates. So like, we should try a little more, a little less, to see to yeah. see what what changes whether and then it i mean yeah know, it, it's escalates, barely escalates academic
1: it, it's it's mostly as we said at the beginning they all have pretty tough spots in their lives right now and mm-hmm. they and all of them want to use alcohol as an answer to their problems he, he right yeah. uh, martin wants to use it as to, the way to get out of his rut and the way to get his marriage back online and the other guy wants right. it so he can love his students singing again more right they they all are trying to use alcohol as an answer um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, and this show tells us that it is for so much of it. Um, and then at the end, when they go on a party with the kids again and they're, and they end it with him mm-hmm. being drunk and, and, oh, look, he can now dance again. It just made me feel that like, this did not, did not, it just told me that it's okay. And that we, as long as we drink a little bit, we're all fine. And I'm like, Hey, that's, I... that's not cool. You, you should drink yeah. more responsibly, but not as an answer right. to a problem.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's a reason the warnings always say drink responsibly. I think yeah. for me the closest thing to a message that this movie gave me was that um there's no one size fits all.
1: Oh, that's like, for sure. I agree. Yeah. What's what
0: what was okay for Martin was not okay for Tommy. Yeah. Right. Right. And and we know that that's true in life. Like it's yeah, sure it would be it would be easier and simpler to, you know, just have prohibition. Yeah. But uh, we tried that once, and it didn't go right, well. Right. Right. Well, and, yeah. You know, the, yeah. because of the 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 truth of the matter is, for whatever percentage of the population are not prone to, you know, actual alcohol addiction, um, it you know it is it's not fine, but. To, no, you yeah. know, in moderation, in certain yeah. circumstances, you know, th- health benefits and all those things. Like, I don't want to get into yeah, all of those yeah. details. But, like, you know, it's not th- – th- there. there's a whole range of situations and people for whom it's not dangerous. Absolutely. But, right, right. But right. Th- that's that's also not to diminish in any way um, the group of people for whom it is, for whom yeah. it truly is. And, and
1: I think that, like, um, a couple of these guys – actually, I, I do believe Martin was an alcoholic. The reason I say is because there's a time when he decides he's going to quit and then he can't right. He he can't walk mm. out of that room without drinking that, that absolute vodka and getting wasted. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I think he is, but there may the other two. I do feel that they, they aren't right. I think that they can control it type stuff and they, right. They've, they've got a handle on it. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but I think that it, if anything, the message it, it did give enough is that, um, Alcohol can be a can be and is a it is a destructive thing if not moderated right if even right. It, even sure. if you can control and aren't an an addict, mm-hmm. you get drunk and wasted and come home and pee in your sheets with your wife <laughs> and, and things like that it'll destroy yeah. your life
0: right yeah and the and the the sort of like combination of like if if any of and only two of them are married but like if there was a circumstance where that was going to happen. Where it had the the best chance of being okay, as much as something like that could be okay, mm-hmm. it was this guy, right? right? They have young kids not quite potty trained who are peeing in their bed or on them on a regular basis, yeah. And you're like, oh wow, that's a yeah. It's like this happens all the time, but now that it's him, you know, the dad, like yeah. it's 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 too far, it's over the line, and I, she's leaving I tell you that the,
1: the, the... The probably the biggest, most important line in there, it was kind of a little throwaway line I thought was real heavy. Um, mm-hmm. was when he admits that he came home drunk to his kids, and like he's saying, like, I got drunk the other night, and his son says, You've been drunk for a long time, haven't you, dad? Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. is that is actually something yeah. again that I know that in Alcoholics Anonymous, and I know because I've been to the the side thing, which is for the people who are affected by alcoholics. Sure. Um, it, yeah. it is they say is that um, kids know it. They know right. when you're different and they know that you've yeah. been drinking and they won't mm-hmm. say anything, but they know it. And, yeah. and, and so, so when dad's drunk and you feel the time, I'm just buzzed. I'm a little bit, the kid is like, Oh, dad had a beer. I equate this to dad drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very aware of that. And that's something it affected his kids. It affected his life. Um, so yeah, right. it was a lot, but, I don't know. I it, when you when you talk about a serious topic like this, it, you you walk a fine line of saying too much or not saying enough. Uh, I appreciated yeah. this. I thought it was well directed, well shot, um, good, mm-hmm. well acted as well. Um, so it was it was good. I still don't like the idea that um, you know you can use alcohol to be to solve problems. Um,
0: sure, and, and I mean yeah. I think I think this is a movie rather than you know. As we said, the movies that that try to preach at you, try to give you yeah. a clear cut yeah. message. Yeah. This is one, uh, you know, maybe like a Christopher Nolan movie where it's a it's a little bit open at the yeah. end, right? And and it's meant to provoke conversation. Like that's you know, true. That's we, fair. That's I, fair. I, I, I assume when we pivoted to this topic, we thought we could get through it in 10, 15, <laughs> <or> 15, <laughs> right. 20 minutes, and we've been on it like half an hour now. Right. So. Um, but it, but
1: it, you're right. I, I like that. It does provoke conversation,
0: right? To to do yeah. that kind and of And that, and that's how you that's how you find out where people are hopefully, you know, through yeah. experience and and interaction and I mean there's a there's a heartbreaking scene where Martin and Tommy are interacting and Tommy, you know, basically tells him that he'll be fine and he doesn't need to check up on him and then, you know, a couple scenes later he's out in the boat and
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean that, that's 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 where i come from in some of this too is that you know be, having, being having been affected by people like that um the things that that you don't understand from the the people who are part of that isn't necessarily the self destructive parts that they do to themselves or to others it's that you see someone like tommy who's a good person who mm-hmm. is there's nothing evil or wrong or stupid or anything about this guy I mean you guy. see him
0: you see him sort of coach you know, those kids playing soccer. He loves it.
1: And and he's good and helpful. And he loves, and he's, he's a good man, a good person, a good friend. He's, there's nothing bad about Tommy. And then alcohol does this to him and it, and it affects all of his friends and all of his people and all of his lives. And they, Mm -hmm. you just feel terrible. So yeah, anyway, I, I like, I like what you said. It it does spark. uh, This movie does hopefully spark a conversation. And I bet you that it's even more so in, in Denmark where, yeah, where it is a huge problem. Um,
0: it's a huge problem. And, you know, there could be cultural things that we're not really seeing. I mean, it's a problem in America, yeah. too. But, you know. Or, right, right. I don't want to dis- diss anybody. Dismin- diminish that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, good. I, I would still give it a thumbs up. This is one of those movies that I say that I would not watch more than once. Yeah. Right? But but I'm, right. I'm not bad upset that I watched it. I think it was good. Definitely worth yeah. watching
0: same yeah. Th- thumbs up. all right what what uh what's next week okay so
1: right? i get to pick this pick one pick? right uh mm-hmm. what are we gonna do we're gonna do you know me uh adventure
0: or uh comedy what do you think uh let's go comedy i think sandlot was kind of adventure so oh, yeah sure that's adventure. It up.
1: okay mix uh let's bit. see down the list of things i've got here oh man i've got one on this list it's going to be not PC correct today, uh, but I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, it's going to be. Okay. We can we can tear it apart. I, I bet you've never watched it. Called Cannonball Run. Okay.
0: It, I have I have not seen that. I, I bet it went.
1: I, did, have you ever seen Smokey and the Bandit? I bet you that's one you've never seen either, right?
0: Uh, you know, I've been in the room when my parents were watching it when I was a kid, and I think I saw some little bits of it when it was on something, and I I was like, wow, this is how are these movies so popular? This. this <laughs> Terrible, I, I get it, I get it, and the, this and this movie got acting is so awful, and yeah,
1: yes, th- this very much may be that as well too i I have a little bit of fond memories about it because it it was kooky it was when I was a real little kid, right it mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. kooky and over the top and very very over the top, right it's supposed to be the the sure. plot is that they're doing a race across America, and they can't get caught by the police it's an illegal race
0: right <sighs> okay sure.
1: and and they're all I'm telling you, like over the top and probably today very culturally insensitive stuff. Like you've got the Asian fellas who are all technologically advanced in their technologically advanced sure, computer sure. cars and 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 I think like i if I'm not mistaken, Smokey is the, the that character is in this as well. I think he's playing the guy that the actor plays him is also playing it's, Smokey
0: in this one. Um so yeah it's uh wow well, I'm I'm drawing a blank.
1: Um, I know sorry. uh very popular okay. guy uh burt burt reynolds. reynolds burt reynolds yes he he played Smokey as in smoky and the bandit being mm-hmm. the, the cops and i believe that his character Smokey, who he's playing in this one is in this race
0: i think in this movie cannibal run
1: yeah all right so so anyway it's cool. a comedy it's not supposed to be taken seriously and i'm 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 curious if it'll hold up it probably won't but we'll give it a shot sure sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, cool, man. All right, we we went over here. Sorry, guys, for for so much of it. little heavy topics, little fun topics, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, that happens. It's good stuff. All right, you've been listening to The Front Porches, episode 199. Special thanks to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, If you're into movies and board game reviews, check out those places. Um, If you want to reach out to us with a movie suggestion or anything at all, Uh, You can do that via email at frontporchpod at gmail.com or go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use the contact forms there. Uh, I promise I'll get the movie list up eventually. (laughs) Too busy. Um, If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on all the places. While you're there, if you leave us a positive review, that would be awesome. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. The front porch night everybody see you next time